Hello, everybody, and welcome to a long overdue episode of the LO Gaming Podcast. That's right, just when you thought, thank God that whole thing is over, I'm sorry to say we're still kicking around here. <laughs> but I promise you the wait was well worth it because for the first episode of 2021, I am joined by someone who was often mentioned on the podcast throughout last year. Uh, it is our man in Japan, my brother, John. <laughs> so how you doing, bro? Hello, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be interesting. This is uh this is the first international conversation, um, ever done, uh, ever. I think. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, probably not ever. But for for us, this is a new thing. So this should be kind of interesting. Try not to talk over each other, but um, our experiments have been pretty good with it, though. I mean. We, didn't have too much of a problem last time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Now we're legitimate, right? Yeah, I guess we are. Huh? So, <laughs> so it it was kind of a pretty cool cool for me, and I'll just tell you this right now: it was really cool for me that you wanted to actually be on the podcast because I, I know when we were chatting and stuff, and you've been listening to pretty much every episode. Um, which I did not expect you to do, because <laughs> every time, every time I actually tell somebody <laughs> about the podcast, they just listen to one or two episodes, and it's like, oh yeah, that's cool, and they don't really continue on from there or keep up with anything. But, but yeah, so I guess I should have expected you to to do that because that's just the kind of person you are. But yeah, you gave me a lot of good constructive criticism, criticism, I should say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm I'm the completionist. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you got to collect them all. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and uh, well, I mean, you know, you you didn't even tell me about the podcast yeah. until I, I guess it was just the, about about a month ago. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why I never uh, I had told a lot you of catching it. up to do. So yeah, right. I don't I don't really know why I didn't didn't tell you about it beforehand, but it just occurred to me. It's like you know what? I don't think I've ever told John about the podcast, so I guess I'll just tell him. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it just like we were talking about right before you hit record, it's like um, because we're brothers, uh, it's almost like there's this uh, uh, idea that somehow you know we we just have communicated to one another things that we actually haven't communicated. You know that we should just know <laughs> what right. the other is doing. Right. And I had no idea uh, that you were doing this, so it was news to me. Um, but you know, listening to the first few episodes uh, and hearing you talk about your memories. Uh, with Brandon and, you know, the other guests that you've had, mm -hmm. um, it really just, you know, kind of stoked a fire inside of me uh, to be able to to share uh, a little bit of, of um, you know, what I've experienced uh, when it comes to gaming. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And that's going to be what we're talking about today is just uh, pretty much your side of all the stories I've ever told about you <laughs> and our shared memories and also just your experience growing up with video games. Because we also uh -huh. mentioned how it's like since we grew up living those experiences, most of those experiences together, um, we just assume that, oh, yeah, we have the whole story. But, you know, we really don't. <laughs> so this is actually going to be the first time for the both of us to hear a lot of different things um, and how we experience stuff. And this is very this is going to be very fascinating, uh, a fascinating recording. So uh, hopefully there won't be too many tears. <laughs> Or hand apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never knew, brother. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> no, but, 
Yeah, seriously though, I mean, as as, as you, I was listening to previous episodes and you were mentioning me on certain occasions, you know, there there were times where I was thinking, oh, I should have been there to put put my two right. cents in. Uh, you know, I should have been there to to share my side of the story, right. and um, you know, and so now uh, I get to. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll see how things evolve. Yeah, well, we'll see how things go from there. But um, so I guess we'll just start with um, just the basic questions I ask everybody who's a first timer is, uh, so what are some of your earliest gaming memories? Why don't we start start there? That cool? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of my earliest memories of gaming are, are probably, you know, similar, if not exactly the same as yours, um, you know, and what you've shared on the show before, uh, you know, because we had games in our home uh, for as long as, as really as I can remember, um, probably, I'm assuming even before I was born, we probably had games in the house um, uh, because we had the Atari. And um, uh, some of my earliest memories uh, in life are of playing Pitfall and like combat, do you remember that game on the Atari? Yeah, um, it's like this. There was like a tank game and mm-hmm. an airplane game, um, and uh, I remember playing those games. And I mean, these are not like just my earliest gaming memories. These are like the earliest memories I have just in life in general. I uh, some of my first memories as a person are of uh, video games. Um, so, uh, you know, those are, are, uh, my first memories, uh, of playing a video game. And then I, I remember <clears throat> the day that we got an NES, um, and I think, I don't know what year we got that in, cause I was just a few years old, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, I remember that day very clearly, Yeah, uh, you know, I think we were, I, I it would have been 90, or, I'm sorry, 80 came out in 85 right initially 85 and 86 or something it came for 86 us. here in the US so i think it was about 88 um 89 when we probably got our first nes that that's what i'm thinking okay okay um really yeah um, yeah i know it was a few years maybe after yeah then okay okay well i don't know i don't remember anybody around us having uh, and NES at the time, except our friend um, who lived up the hill from us. But, right. um, you know, I, we, we, you know, we've, I think we've always uh, kind of been on the cutting edge of, of gaming. Um, and I, I know a lot of that is thanks to you, but even before, you know, you were so into gaming, uh, you know, we had our sister who was into playing arcade games and, right. um, uh, and even dad, uh, even though he never actually played any of the games himself, uh, I just remember him throughout our lives, you know, or at least our young childhood, uh, bringing home, you know, new tech for us to play with. And um, so, uh, you know, we've always been kind of the first yeah. family to have yeah, I mean, most I rem- of the systems. and Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, early on, you know, mom and dad would always play Tetris and Dr. Mario. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember, you know, when he started working oh, yeah. uh, for CSI, um he we, he brought home our first computer, you know, and we would play shareware versions of Doom and Wolfenstein and Commander Keen and <laughs> games like that on the PC. 
Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. On floppy yeah. disk. <laughs> right, right. And I didn't know anybody else. I mean, we didn't have anybody else in our sphere of acquaintances that was doing that. So right. I mean, we've just kind of been, as a family, like on the cutting edge of gaming for well, pretty much all of my life. Yeah. Um, so, and and I think we were the only people, remember the, the we talked about this the other day, uh, the X-Band. Yes. Um, and we yes. had one of those. I, I didn't know anybody else that had that? an X-Band. How in the world did um, we get that <laughs> don't even remember i don't yeah i well it was something that you had suggested and i don't even think you used it but i ended up using it and, and actually making a few friends playing on the x-band mm-hmm. and um uh it was you know this first uh kind of social gaming thing yeah. uh, for a console um but it, playing the games on it was really actually kind of crappy um but uh well, you, you could send like text messages to people and um you know, had this social aspect to it. And uh, I remember, um, yeah, actually enjoying uh, making friends on that. It was really, uh, you know, it was kind of a, um, well, I guess it really was like a pioneering kind of thing oh, at for the time. Sure. And uh, we'll probably um, get dive more into that when we reach that era. But um, yeah, but yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, going back to the to the NES. Uh, so I remember that day that we got that. And uh, just uh, being so fascinated, you mm-hmm. know, by Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And um, I, I don't know if you remember, but I remember getting the system. And our, our older sister's friend was there um, at, at our house. And yes. uh, he wouldn't let us play. Right. Because he yeah. wanted to play it. Yeah, and he uh, lived with us And we were like, a little I mean, while. we were just... Right, right. And so we were just kind of sitting there, like... Just watching him. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but th- th- this is a kid's toy, and and you're a big boy, and, exactly. and it's not your system anyway. <laughs> Let us play, you know. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I remember that clearly. Uh, that guy was uh, kind of a jerk, but um, at least I remember well, uh, him being. Uh, yeah, mom, mom brought him up uh, the other day um, while I was trying to corroborate a, a story um, uh-huh. for a little bit more detail, but um, uh, she. She basically said that um, our sister brought him home off the street. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay. Well, like, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Thinking back, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like okay, I can totally believe that. <laughs> thinking back on it now, but anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, I just yeah, I remember him being so much older than us and not letting us play, and I was I was really put off. By oh, it, at but, that time, he was probably um, oh fifteen, sixteen, maybe even eighteen. I don't know, but you know when you're yeah, not, not even ten years old yet. That's that's ages. <laughs> oh yeah, and like I said, I would have been like the, I don't know, four or something. So yeah, yeah he seemed like an adult to me. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but anyway, um, so you know, it it, do, it doesn't even really need to be said. But the NES was just, uh, you know, a spectacular system, and um. I have so many memories of playing uh, games on it. Uh, there's so many classics that that we played, and and I think we were fortunate to live in an era uh, where we had you know video, video game rentals, so we got to try a huge number of titles. And um, uh, let me just uh, pull out my list here. I've got uh, inventory lists of my games or games that I've played, and uh, some of my favorite titles from the NES. So Battletoads, we used to play that together a lot. Blades of Steel, uh, mm. Blaster Master, Bubble Bobble, uh, Caveman Games, which is something you've mentioned on yes. the show a few times, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, 
uh, dodgeball, ducktails, um, gauntlet, uh, was the game that we used to play with uh, our cousin, um, Jackal, uh, Kirby's adventure, little Nemo dream master, uh, punch out river, river city ransom. And of course, so many more. Um, but of my, of of the NES titles, I think my absolute favorites were probably the teenage mutant Ninja turtle games. Mm -hmm. Um, both of them, I, I know that the first one gets a lot of hate, uh, but I loved both of those games so much. Uh, the Legend of Zelda and um, the Mega Man games. Of course. And, uh, you know, even to this day, I absolutely adore those games uh, or those series. Uh, but, you know, every single week we would get so excited about rent- renting new games. Yep. Um, you know, along with our WWF uh, VHS tapes that we would rent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were renting uh, games probably weekly, like almost every weekend. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so games were just an integral part. I mean, it was just a normal part, an everyday part of life uh, growing up. Um, so those are my earliest memories, uh, mostly, like I said, with uh, the NES, because the Atari was you know, a little bit before my time. I just remember playing the the couple titles on that. But, uh, yeah, uh, tons of memories with the NES uh, as a young child. Um, And then, you know, as we got a little bit older, I noticed kind of a switch in in my gaming where I went from, you know, more from playing to to just watching. Right. Uh, And, uh, um, you know, part of that was simply because we were living in this era where we didn't have a TV and a system for every person. We just had the one, you know, and right. and uh, I, I, something that you've kind of mentioned a little bit on the show early, or in previous episodes. Um, I, I got to this point where I was kind of tired of getting punched um, <laughs> by a certain big brother <laughs> for asking for a turn. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we talked about this a little bit the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, those are also some of my earliest gaming memories. So I remember two times very clearly uh, where you gave me a nosebleed. Yeah. I... And um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only remember doing it twice myself. There could have been more out there. Okay. I don't know, but I only remember Yeah, it two. could have been more. There were two that I remember vividly. The first was like, this would have been, again, you know, we were still living at the same house at that time. So it would have been like the four years old, I guess. Yeah, we weren't um, even teenagers yet. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking like, yeah, four years old, I think four, maybe five, but probably four years old. Somewhere in there. And, um, yeah, yeah, you would have been, uh, I think. Um, and so we were at our friend's house and I can't remember what game it was that we were playing. I remember Uh, it as Mario three, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't ever remember that. Uh, The only game I remember playing at, at their house, at our friend's house, uh, during that era was uh, the Zelda game. Um, so I was thinking that that was it, but maybe not. Um, I don't even know if Super Mario 3 was out yet at that time. It might have been um, Super Mario 2. That's right. That that actually, well, I don't I don't know if that's right. Because I remember uh, playing that I do that remember playing that game at their, at their house as yes. well. So yeah, it was one of those. Um, and uh, I don't exactly remember the cause. Uh, if it was me asking for a turn... Um, or maybe it was because I was having a turn and you thought that my turn was taking too long (laughs) or what, but I remember getting punched right in the nose. Yeah. And, um, you know, as blood was kind of flowing from my nose, uh, our friend's mom just had this horrified look on her face. (laughs) 
And uh, she was asking me all these questions, like if I was okay or whatever. And, and, you know, back then, I mean, I was so super shy Uh and uh, I'm pretty sure, (laughs) right. I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything to her. I didn't even respond, but somehow I must've communicated to her that I would walk home by myself right? uh, because we lived, you know, in this quiet neighborhood and we were just down the hill. It was a different day and Um, time too. So, you know, (laughs) right. Yeah. We didn't have all these murders and stuff walking around. So, um, you know, drug dealers, (laughs) well, child abductions, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's be frank. <laughs> um, so I, right. So I remember walking down their hill, and oh, my vision was all blurry because I had tears in my eyes, and uh, I had this weird sensation in my nose because it was the first time I'd ever been punched in the nose. Right. And, uh, probably the first time I'd ever had a uh, a nosebleed uh, as well. Um, and um, so I took this, uh, you know, long, lonely walk all by myself. Uh, back home to tell mom that you had punched me. And I mean, it's just weird because I mean, like I said, I don't have many memories of when I was three or four or five years old, but I remember that walk so (laughs) vividly. Oh, and I remember, you know, like looking down the street and seeing how, you know, the cars that were parked on the sides of the road and, and how everything was just a blur in my eyes because I I had tears in my eyes and, and it was just, I mean, Oh, um, so anyway, <laughs> you see, that's uh, the side so, of the story. I don't know because I, what my memories while you're making that walk, I'm just sitting there playing on the Nintendo, looking at the screen, <laughs> not really knowing that you had even left. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I don't really remember exactly what mom's reaction was. I just remember telling her kind of what had happened and, and and she was just like, and where is your brother? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, he's still playing. He's still playing games at our friend's house. <laughs> you know, you've just been sitting there the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, playing games. And you know, I asked mom about her memory of that. She doesn't remember a uh-huh. thing. <laughs> well, she she got to see her her you know quite a a, a lot of fights. Uh, yeah, she remembers I'm me sure punching it's, it's you, but she doesn't to, to really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but she, I, when I asked her, it's like, what do you remember about that? She doesn't really remember much about it other than the fact that I punched you. <laughs> and that's uh-huh. all she remembers yeah. about it. She doesn't remember if she came to get me or if I was sent home or anything like that. I remember her coming to get me, but, you know, but yeah, uh-huh. but anyway, yeah, that's, <laughs> you see, that's the side um, of the story I never knew yeah. and a story that I've told before, and now everybody can know your side, so <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. And I'm not well, looking for redemption. The second time, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking for yeah, forgiveness. Yeah, no, no. I'm just no. like, I did wrong. I own that. <laughs> I'm better now. Uh-huh. Or I hope I'm better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are until I, I share this next story. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the second time, the, the, the second time you gave me a no, nosebleed oil, though, was, was after we had moved into a different mm. house. And, yeah. and we, we had talked about this the other day. We had rented Bayou uh, Billy, Bayou Billy, and uh, uh, for the uh, NES, and um, you know that I, the funny funny thing about this memory is that I remember exactly what game it was. And I, when I asked you the other day, you said you couldn't remember what game it was. I remember clearly what mm-hmm. game it was. And the crazy thing about that was it wasn't a, it was not a game that I had rented 
I had chosen. It was not a game that I wanted to play. It was something that you wanted to play. And I had rented something totally different. Yeah. So, I mean, you would kind of think that, that I wouldn't remember it because it wasn't a game that I was interested in. Right. But because the, the, the experience was so traumatic, <laughs> yeah. I remember clearly what game it was that you were playing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at that time, I mean, I didn't have any interest in, in those side-scrolling uh, action games, um, except for, for Mega Man. Um, but, right. um, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to play that game. I was just asking kind of for my turn to play the game that I had rented. And you were like, you know, shut up, John. Um, so I went and asked Mom. And I think she set the timer, and the timer had, had gone off. Yeah. And, and so I went and, and told you again and said, yeah. you know, hey, James, the timer went off. It's my turn. And, and you just kind of whirled around and smashed in my nose. <laughs> and, um, you know, so like I said, I mean, it, it, the for me as an adult, the funny thing to me is this. I remember what game you were playing. Yeah, and now Bayou so Billy dramatic, is one of your favorite even though, games. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Um, Do you get PTSD? I don't think I've ever played it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, like I said, I, I remember exactly what the game looked like. I remember the title. I uh, and I've never played it. I've never played it. Right. Um, so still to this day. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Um, so the, I mean, these are obviously just the times that you gave me bloody noses. Uh, there's so many more times where, you know, I got punched in the arm or kicked or yelled at or verbally harassed and yeah. i mean they're all good memories now you know but, um, <laughs> yeah great memories. <laughs> so, yeah we, we can laugh about this stuff now um but you know so at, at that time i mean you probably didn't realize no uh, but i really i really had just resigned myself for a couple of maybe a couple of years to just be more of a spectator than a player yeah. um you know like yeah i mean i doubt you you recognize no, that i had no i had no idea right um Maybe when I was about, you know, again, seven or or, or eight, um, where also you started telling me uh, that I wasn't worthy to play video games. I don't know if you remember that. No. no. Uh, and I had I had to prove myself to you before I could take a turn or, or play together with you in a multiplayer game. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny now because, you know, I think I've kind of surpassed you in some genres. For example, like uh, some of the first person ga- uh, first person shooting games we played or uh, you know, some of the fighting on. games that we play now. Yeah. Uh, you, you cut out for about a good mm, 20 seconds there. Okay. So um, uh, you were you were talking about how it was um, – you, you were talking about how – um, I, I've some something about me uh, saying you weren't worthy <laughs> to play multiplayer games with me. Right, right. So, so if I wanted to play a game and have a turn, you would come at me with this. Uh, uh, you like you if you want to have a turn, then you have to beat me in this game, or you have to, um, you know, get a better score than me in this game, so that you can prove that you're worthy to play a video game. Um. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, it's funny now because I think not in every game, obviously, but there are certain games in certain genres where I, I think I've kind of surpassed you now, you know, um, some of them, like, like, for example, we used to, you know, play black ops or, uh, you know, call of duty or, um, some of the fighting games, um, you know, 
uh, where I've gotten better than you over the years. But at the time, I was the six, seven, or eight years old. So, I mean, there was no way that I was going to be able to play games better than you. When I didn't even really like action games. Um, and uh, so that lasted a couple of years where you would tell me I needed to prove myself. Uh, even after we moved into a new house. Um, so, so there was a couple of years where I really loved video games, but my interaction with them really shifted to, uh, you know, just being okay to, to just watch. I didn't, I didn't want to, <laughs> you didn't want to rock the boat. <laughs> I, I didn't want to deal. I, I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with it. And I'm not trying Ooh. to paint you out as this bad guy. Like I said, I mean, these are, for me, these are hilarious memories now, you know? Um, and yeah. <laughs> it really ended up. Well, it really ended up being better for me because this was instrumental in me kind of developing my own, you know, personal identity as a gamer. Okay. And it opened some doors that that probably wouldn't have been opened. Right. Um, you know, because like in our early gaming days, I, I really just did whatever you were doing uh, as the big brother, you know, played what you were playing. Um, right. I knew what games that you were interested in. And part of my separation from gaming during that time was was just kind of realizing that my interests in gaming weren't exactly the same as yours. Uh, I didn't enjoy the action-packed side-scrollers, except for Mega Man, um, <laughs> or, uh, or beat-em-ups or fighting games, which, of course, that would change a little bit later. But at that time, I, I just didn't enjoy the same games, uh, the same genres that you did at the time. But those were the only games that I knew of because you were the one that had all the information. And um, and so there was just this natural separation that came for for a short season hmm. um, during that time. Um, but then, of course, you know, the 90s came along. And, uh, you know, with the 90s came a, a whole slew of, of new systems and games. We had the SNES. We had um, I know we got the Game Boy before the 90s, but it was really the, in the 90s that I got into it. Uh, we had the Genesis. We got the PlayStation. And then at the end of the 90s, we had the Dreamcast. And uh, and then for our family, uh, PC gaming really entered the scene during the 90s for us. Yes. So, uh, you know, with this new generation, we had more like co-op multiplayer games and the Game Boy allowed more personal gaming uh, rather than having to, to, you know, wait for a turn or having someone, you know, looking over my shoulder uh, and telling me what I needed to do. Um, and, and then the PC itself, you know, opened up a huge new world and different genres, stuff that we'd never experienced on consoles before, uh, you know, new genres to explore. Um, you know, for example, like uh, educational games, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. If you wanted to play educational games, the PC was the place to go. Yeah, math Blaster. Uh, and, yeah, um, right, exactly. Yeah, uh, um, math Beacon. No, it Mavis Beacon <laughs> yeah. typing. Yeah. It's kind of a joke, but not really because, you know, I actually, I mean... I don't know if you remember this, but I spent hours playing those <laughs> educational games. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, and uh, I really, I, I know you were never really all that interested in them, but uh, I really enjoyed playing some of those games. Um, so, anyway. Um, and then, um, so, so, uh, so we had the 90s. Uh, and then in 1993, um, I got a game um, on the Game Boy. Which is uh, the game that really got me back into actually seriously, seriously gaming. I mean, wanting to game, wanting to to buy and and uh, you know 
get involved, uh, heavily invest myself in gaming. Do you, do you have any idea what that game was? I'm trying to think, but I'm, I'm, my gut is telling me it's a, a Final Fantasy game. No, it's not no. a Final Fantasy game. So this was on the Game Boy. It's on the Game Boy. Oh, on the Game Boy. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not thinking of anything. You don't know me, brother. <laughs> um, so I don't know myself. Apparently, uh, I, I thought you knew me. Um, okay, so in 1993, okay, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Oh, of course, is the game that got me back into seriously wanting to game, not just watching, but actually playing for myself. Yeah, and, uh, I remember. You know, we were kind of tagging along on one of Dad's business trips mm -hmm. um and going to the toys r us uh, that was close to the hotel right and i remember finding that game and you know toys r us i don't know if they still do this um because no, it's been not years around. and years since i've been in the toys r us but <laughs> toys oh really this is out of business man they, they, they went belly okay. up last year uh before last year actually well well, then, you know, I was just about to mention this, um, but they had those stupid slips of paper that you, yes. have, you had to take to the counter. Um, that must have been why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that did them in right there. They should have they changed yeah, You had to take that, that slip of paper over to the electronics dungeon where they kept all their right. video games and consoles and electronic toys prisoner. And you, you bought their freedom is what I always thought it was. <laughs> I remember being fascinated by looking into that window and seeing all the games in there and being like, wow, know, it's like right? heaven. <laughs> um, but so I got this little slip of paper for Zelda. I had just decided on a whim that I was going to get that game. I don't remember if dad, I think dad had said that like for our allowance, because we were given, you know, the weekly allowance mm -hmm. um, that either we could use our allowance or in exchange for using our allowance that he would buy us a game. I don't remember, but um, I'm pretty sure that he made the offer either way for, for each of us to get a game. Right. And, uh, and I know that you got something. Uh, I don't remember what you got, but I don't even, um, that was uh, Zelda was the game that I chose. I didn't even, of course I hadn't known about it. We, that was, you know, seeing it in the Toys R Us was the first time I'd seen it. Uh, and uh, the only reason why I got it was, you know, I had all these wonderful memories of playing the original uh, Zelda on the NES. And uh, so I was like, yeah, well, I, I'll go with that. Um, but I mean, that ended up being like this life altering decision because, I mean, Link's Awakening completely resurrected my desire to play games. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, to this day, that is still my favorite Zelda game. Uh, and I've played all of them, uh, except for that, that really weird three player 3ds game. Um, uh, but, oh, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember what that's the, in Japanese, they call it like the, the three musketeers. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I played all the Zelda games. I, I just 100%ed breath of the wild. Uh, beaten everyone in at least once, uh, but Link's Awakening still uh, is my favorite, and I get a lot of weird looks when I tell people that because they're like, "Really? You know, hmm. more than Ocarina of Time or uh, Breath of the Wild?" I'm like, "Yeah, Link to the that Past was game or something that, like that." Right, because uh, that because that was the game that really just changed my life, and hmm. as a gamer, um, you know, I probably beat that game at least twenty times. Um, you know, found every secret seashell. 
every hidden Easter egg. And I mean, that was back in the day when we didn't like have many online walkthroughs. I had to find all that stuff completely on my own. Right. And I don't know if you remember, but I used to make like make my own guides um, for yeah. myself. Yeah, I remember um, you having those uh, folders and things with all your lists and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> Right. So I started out, yeah, just writing it with pencil, you know, where everything was. And uh, it was funny because many years later, uh, you know, once we did have more access to the Internet and online walkthroughs, I, I went and checked uh, my list of shells and hearts and everything like that uh, and compared it with online guides. And I was like, yes, I did find them all myself. <laughs> 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 so, um, uh I don't think I missed a single one, but yeah, uh, I mean, it was just such a joy because I mean, I, I, uh, I just adored, uh, that game. And I mean, it was all possible because of the portability of the game boy. Um, I didn't have to wait for a turn. Right. I didn't have to, <laughs> and because of that, I didn't have to fear getting punched in the face for asking for a turn. Um, and you know, it was a game that you didn't own. Um, so I didn't, you couldn't tell me what I was doing if it was the right thing to be doing well, or not. You know, I didn't have this advice from you because you didn't have it. So. Right, right. And really, it's like so. I mean, really, that was your kind of gaming emancipation from uh, uh -huh. uh, separation from me, uh, kind of leading the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I never knew that. Um, right. I remember you getting that game, and I remember it being on Game Boy Color. And then I remember seeing what limited colors were on the Game Boy Color and you're thinking, that's not color. <laughs> <laughs> that's lame. Right, exactly. Because I didn't come to the Zelda series until way, way after. Um, uh -huh. you know, because I was that, I mean, man, if I were a kid, like if I was born in 2000 or something like that, I would be one of those stupid Call of Duty kids. I totally would have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can yeah, see it. Totally would have been. Oh. Uh. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you you didn't have we didn't have stuff like mics and <laughs> can't imagine uh, what you'd be shouting into the to the mic. I would probably little, be a mean kid, but I'd be the hot chocolate kid probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah the milk chocolate kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it, it's uh, it's it's probably because of that experience that all throughout my life and even to this day, I'm a huge fan of portable gaming. Um, because I had such a good experience with the Game Boy, I mean, that's what kind of revitalized my interest in gaming was, you know, like you said, I mean, that separation of being able to just get warped into my own little world and be absorbed into the game without having to worry about, you know, the other stuff. And, um, uh, you know, <laughs> as I mentioned to you multiple times, yeah. uh, you, you should have had me on that show with you and Tyler <laughs> on portable gaming because there isn't a more passionate or more experienced fan of portable gaming at least amongst our acquaintances right right uh, than me i just i love you know the psp the 3ds uh now the switch with its portability uh and i mean it all started back there in 1993 with the with zelda hmm. um so um um so moving on to the next era i guess if that's okay well uh, um i was yeah, i was wanting to ask you um, about what, when did your fascination with Final Fantasy start? Okay. Well, that's, um, that's headed into the next era okay. with the SNES. All right. Um, cause that was the, that was the first time I really got to play, 
uh, a Final Fantasy game. We didn't, you know, have any of the NES uh, Final Fantasies. Right. Um, and I think even if we did, I would have been like, what is this crap? <laughs> well, do you remember, uh, you remember Faxanadu? Oh, yeah. We would always play it at our sister's boyfriend's place. And just uh-huh, get to a yeah. certain point and just be stuck <laughs> because we didn't have any idea of what kind of game that was or how to play it or anything. Oh yeah, and he gave that cartridge to us. Yeah, he did. Um, later on, and yeah, we'd pop that in sometimes because, like, I always wanted to be able to play it. Um, because I remember being fascinated that you could, I think you could like pick up different weapons and things. Yeah, and, it was an RPG. Um, I mean, through and through. Right, it's like the side-scrolling RPG. Um. And um, I remember really wanting to play it, but just not actually being able to play it. Um, So uh, the original Final Fantasy, which I love now, and I've played, you know, I've beaten maybe four or five times uh, and in different different iterations of it. But if I'd played that back in our NES days, I would have I would have been like, you know. I don't think so. I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, that game was definitely uh, above uh, our age group because there's a lot of reading yeah, in yeah. that game. Like a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, and just a lot of like, you know, gaming, I, I'm going to say like, you know, concepts that just would have been above us, you know, as far as like grinding, you know, experience right, right, and, right, right. Um, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. uh, it just wasn't really age appropriate for us. But, yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, no, my introduction to Final Fantasy um, was on the SNES. Um, and um, uh, that is probably my favorite topic uh, to talk about is, is the era of the SNES. Well, yes, um, we'll just go right into it then. Just uh, where do you want to start? Okay, well... Uh, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, from the um, <laughs> right. Well, it's, I mean, I think the easy. SNES, yeah. Um, I think the SNES, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think the SNES really shaped my identity as a gamer the most out of any, any console, uh, any system that, 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 you know, was out. Um, that era was the most influential for me. So, I mean, you know, Link's Awakening was what got me back into gaming. But the SNES and the games on it, my experiences with the SNES, it shaped uh, what kind of, you know, gamer uh, that I, I would end up being. Um, really gave me my own identity uh, right. as a gamer. Uh, it's, it's probably my favorite system of all time. I think the 3DS comes close. Um, maybe the switch, I, you know, I, we just, of course I just got my switch the year and a half ago. So you know, you've not got the, the amount of time invested as I did to the 3ds or even the Game Boy Advance, uh, or the SNES. So I can't really say that yet, but for now, probably SNES was my favorite system of all time. Um, and, um, for all our listeners out there, uh, you can, you can probably tell that I'm a little bit more of a Nintendo guy <laughs> as opposed to James or, or anybody on the show so far. Um, but uh, Switch, you know, uh, Game Boy Advance, SNES. Uh, but anyway, the SNES was the system that, uh, like I said, just defined what kind of gamer I would turn out to be, uh, set the foundation for my identity and, uh, you know, what kind of games I wanted to to play and, and the experience I was looking for. Um, and uh, and one thing we talked about the other day, just real quickly, was it also influenced my gaming identity 
in a very unique and unexpected <clears throat> way, um, which uh, I, I teased about in our conversation the other day. Do you want me to, to go ahead and share that story now? If, if you want to, you just go right into it. I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm ready to hear it. Hear it so. <laughs> All right. Well, buckle yourself in there, brother. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> um, so, you know, one thing about me and James or Brandon, uh, who's been on the show, uh, you know, anybody who's gamed together with me at all will tell you that I almost exclusively main as female characters in games. Right. And uh, I get a lot of flack for that, you know, and people saying, oh, you know, you, you just like hot women. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, um, actually, I do really like hot women. No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, <laughs> Should I cut it, that it out? Really, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. My wife will never listen to this. Well, mom might. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then uh, yeah, we might want to cut that out. Then. No. Um, no, it actually really has very little to do uh, with that. Um, there's a, I like to think at least, there's a much more profound, meaningful, and I'm, I'm going to say like this, kind of like this sentimental reason uh, behind it that started when I was maybe eight or nine uh, and, you know, long before I had any interest in, in that kind of interest in girls. Right. Um, so it doesn't really have anything to do with that. Um, you know, as I told you uh, while we were watching the Super Bowl last week, it was actually because of an SNES game that started me on, on that whole thing. And, um, uh, you know, again, this was when I was having this personal gaming renaissance and uh, you know, my identity as a gamer was in its formative stage. So um, this was a really, really seemingly trivial, I'm sure, to anybody else. But for me, an important uh, part of my my uh, uh, development as a gamer. Uh, now, you've had some more time to think. I asked you the week ago if you knew what game it was or you could guess. Do you have any more guesses? I'm still kind of drawing a blank on what that could be in the SNES era. So, yeah, I mean, okay. I'm still well, clueless. Then I'll just let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Um, so I'm sure you remember Final Fight 2. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, it um, makes total sense so now. That game, <laughs> so that game, that game was awesome. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't. I'm not really into the the beat 'em up side scrollers, but that game was really cool, and yeah. it, it was it was interesting because it you know it had this co op multiplayer, so it was something that you know we could do without having to take turns. Something we could do together. Right. Um, I still got yelled at every once in a while for not being as good at it, you know? <laughs> but um, but for the most part, you know, it was something that we could really enjoy uh, together. And uh, and at that time, I, I'd kind of developed like this mindset of hey. Uh, I, I'm the anti-James, you know, um, <laughs> and not just in gaming, but in life in general. I didn't want to just be the little brother doing what, what you were doing. Not that what you were doing was bad. It's just I didn't want to be the this carbon copy. Right. I wanted to be my own person. And I was in that stage in my life, hmm. you know, as a, as this eight or nine year old where where I, I wanted to have my unique identity. And um uh, you know, I didn't want to just be the little brother. So if, if James is going to be the Tetris guy, okay, I'm never playing Tetris again. Um, <laughs> you know, if James, if James likes McDonald's, okay, I'm Burger King guy, you know, 
Uh, and it wasn't out of spite at all. It wasn't because I was angry at you or didn't like you. And obviously, I mean, we've always been great no. friends. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was just <laughs> right. It was just more for my own personal reason. It's, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> um, oh, dear. <laughs> it was just right. It, it was realizing that, you know, our personalities are so different and our interests are so different. But right. up until then, I had just kind of tagged along with you. And, and now I was ready to break free and oh. explore the world. And, oh, yeah, you were, you know, you were the little out. brother. So, you know, it's like right. you were doing little brother things. But there came a time when we we're both old enough to you know, you know what, I'm not I'm not beholden to this older person or whatever. And right, as the older exactly. brother, you don't see that in your younger brother, you know? Uh-huh. And for the longest time, I was kind of your liaison for a lot of things because of your shyness and all, all the, sure, yeah. you know, and, and your, and all the things that, you know, it's like how you wouldn't talk to people. And I would have to be kind of the in between between you and the adults sometimes. And so, so yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense what you're saying. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, not not having anything at all to do with gaming, but yeah, I mean, now it's just a time in my life where I was, um, you know, wanting to go on this this personal um, endeavor, you know, this journey of discovering myself, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, at the same time, one aspect of my personality, which you know anybody will tell you is that i'm very rela- relational and sentimental and mm-hmm. emotional right. and um you know in in a kind of a consumer experience i wanted to feel a deep connection and an attachment to uh the characters that i you know like when i'm reading a book or playing a game or or whatever i wanted to feel this emotional attachment to the characters right. or you know a brand i develop strong attachments to certain brands Right. Um, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just a very emotional, sentimental kind of person. And and so in games, I wanted to have this character that I could connect with and like develop this sort of, you know, this emotional bond to and characters that I could just call. I mean, these, just call my own. You know, this is my character, you right. know, and um, similar to like, you know, these days where young players are like, you know, the Smash Bros players out there like I main Pikachu or, you know, I main Samus, you know. Um, and I wanted to have characters like that, that I would just develop this bond with and call my own. But at that time, in any of the games that we played, uh, you always would choose kind of the main stereotypical masculine, cool looking, you know, hero kind of character. Mm -hmm. So like if we were playing Street Fighter, you would use Ryu. You know, if we were playing Soul Edge or later Soul Calibur, you always use Mitsurugi. You know, it's always like these post, you know, the poster characters, the characters are on the front cover, you know, and which is, you know, great. But uh, in a game like Final Fight, um, you know, it would be, I guess, for the first one, Cody. The second one was, um, I I think his name was Carlos. Um, And, uh, you know, there were three characters you could choose from. Well, so yeah. there were times where I could choose the character I wanted, which at that time was Carlos, because I think he had like a cool sword or something strapped to, strapped to his back. Um, but well, in doing so... What I remember in Final what? Fight, there was Cody, Guy, Hagar, um, and those uh, were the initial characters Final for Fight. Final Fight. And in yeah. Final Fight 2, um, Cody was in there, or wasn't he? can't remember. It was the guy. It, no, it was the guy that had the sword on his back. Yeah. Um, 
here, let me, I can pull it up real quick. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a car. Yeah. Carlos, um, he, he was wearing like blue, um, blue clothes with a sword on his back and then Hagar and then Maki, the, uh, uh, the girl. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So Cody was, he might've been in the game, but he wasn't a playable character. Well, I know there was a um, difference between the super NES port and the arcade. So, <clears throat> and also somewhere in the lore, Cody went to jail. <laughs> right. And that might've been why he was, yeah. Um, that might've been why he was not playable, but, right. um, I do. Re- I mean, I remember that uh, I think initially the character that I wanted to use was Carlos with the sword on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but in doing so, I ran this risk of, um, you know, that every other time we played, uh, there was always this possibility that you would say, you know, no, John, I've got dibs on that character today. And, uh, and you, you had this kind of this penchant for throwing out the big brother card. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> You're I like, I'm the big times. brother. So you gotta let me, you gotta let me use it. And so I couldn't say no. Um, and and I was usually fine with that. It's just like I said, if I wanted to have a character that I could call my own, and a character that you were uh, that that I developed this attachment to, and and be able to use whenever I wanted to, it would have to be a character that you were least likely to choose. And uh, then I'd be able to always use that character, and it would be mine, you know, to develop that connection with. And and um, and as an added bonus, I mean, if I chose a character that you didn't want then we could play the game without any kind of argument, you know, about who is going to use who. It was just like, you got that person. Okay. I got this person. And it's it just, you know, smooth. All right. Um, so in other words, if I wanted to have a character that I felt like was my own, then it would have to be the character that you would never choose. Right. And in final fan and final fight two, that was the female ninja character, Maki. Um, and, I mean, it was in that moment that I had like this life changing revelation. Uh, and, and I mean, part of my unique identity as a gamer was defined uh, in that moment. Uh, I realized that if I just chose the girl character in any given game that where, where one girl, where a girl was selectable, uh, I'd never have to argue with you. Uh, and I'd never have to get punched in the face about it or, or have you, you know, force me to, to, to give it up and let you use it. And it could just be my character. Uh, I was like, you know, every game that came out that had a girl character, I was like, oh, that's just John's character, you know? Uh, and I didn't have to give it up for anyone because even our friends, I mean, nobody's going to play with a girl character. Right. Um, and so I just started choosing a girl character whenever it was possible. Uh, so in street fighter, you know, okay, I'm going with uh Kami. uh, later in the series, Ibuki, uh, in streets of rage, I'm going with blaze. Uh, and, um, I just started to identify and feel this deep connection to female characters. Like I said, I mean, this is when I was back, you know, eight or nine years old. So, I mean, I wasn't attracted to them in any kind of sexual way. Uh, It just, I just started feeling more comfortable uh, using girl characters Mm -hmm. and eventually started seeing my video game persona as, you know, more feminine. Um, or animal, because you know I would always choose animal characters <laughs> as well. That is but, very true. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Streets of Rage had that kangaroo. Oh, I love that guy. You know. Oh yeah. Um, but um, you know, I mean, and we talked about this the other day as well. Uh, you know, some people develop 
like like for example a certain name that they use in games and whenever there's a game that has created a character they always use that same you know pseudonym for themselves it's like their set alter ego in the game world this is me you know and and i always have this name or um like always use this specific class like you know someone who always wants to be a sniper in shooting games or something you know it's just your gaming identity right. uh to you are in the game world and for me part of my gaming identity is just to use female characters um and i mean that was never a problem for me i like i said i know a lot of people who would be turned off by that or you know, none of our friends were using girl characters. You were never using them. No. Um, I, I never, I never had that stage where I was like, "Ooh, girls have cooties," you know. Um, it, it was, uh, um, and a lot. I think a lot of people that know me can attest. But I mean, my personality just naturally has, you know, probably several traits that are maybe generally considered a little bit more feminine. Um, right. And uh, no, not anybody would ever you know, accuse you of being feminine at all. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. But I've got natural traits that are more female, you know, feminine leaning. Right. Or or maybe not. You know, who knows in this world where the gender lines are so blurred these days that, right. you know, they're depending on you, who you ask, there is no such thing as masculine or feminine. But um you know just historically considered feminine traits and i i'm probably a little bit more of a mix of those than your average person so i never i mean like you know we had older cousins and sisters uh cousins that were girls and sisters that they would want to play like dress up and play with dolls with right. me and i never ever had a problem with that right. I, I was totally i felt just as comfortable playing with with them as I did playing with you with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe's. It's just been, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, uh, uh, messed up in the mind, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been able to straddle the line and, and feel comfortable with either or, um, you know, and, and I know, I mean, growing up in the South or here in Japan where I live now, it's like, I get a lot of strange looks sometimes when I use a female character because, it's just uh well, seems uh yeah i mean it does kind of come with its own stigma right <laughs> and i think it's right. not as bad as it used to be but it's still one of those things when you look at somebody like you and you're obviously very muscular you have a muscular build uh much bigger than the average person and you know and you know with your shaved head and stuff like that you don't look like a very uh genteel type of person you know, right. I mean, you look kind of intimidating to, to a lot of people. And so, you know, when, when you, to, to learn those things about you and, and things, it, it's initially shocking for anybody who just meets you, you know, and to find uh, out yeah. that you are a, a, a much more a gentle spirited person, you know? Right. I, yeah, I get that a lot over here because people over here think I'm like sometimes part of the, um, the Japanese mafia. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm just walking around town, so they're afraid of me. And then, and then, like, I'll be in the toy store and grab this uh, Pokemon stuffed toy, and I'm mm -hmm. like, "Oh, it's so cute!" And everybody's just like, "Whoa, what's up with this guy?" Oh, right. I mean, it's just who I am, and I, I'm, you know, of course, I had a, a good teacher in, in high school, uh, and uh, you know, you probably know who I'm talking about, but no, uh, somebody who invested heavily in my in my life that taught me 
to, to never be concerned about what people think and just right. to be yourself. And so I've become extremely comfortable with it. Even if I get strange looks, it's just, I'm not going to change for anyone. It's, it's, uh, it's who I am. And so now even in games like Skyrim or Pokemon, where there's a choice of gender, uh, I always use a female character. Mm. Uh, in fighting games, I typically main females. It's not because I see the female character and think, Ooh, she's hot, you know. Right. It, as strange as it sounds, uh, it's, it's this more profound kind of complex emotion where I feel this sentimentality and kind of an affection and see the character as an extension of myself. I mean, okay. this was how I was able to play games without having to worry about arguing with you. And, and this was how I was able to develop these strong bonds to the characters I was using uh, without fear of, of somebody thinking, you know, I mean, now we have the internet. So you can look on the internet and see there's thousands and thousands of people out there that are using that same character. So it's not like it's just mine. But at that time, when you're eight or nine years old, it's like, we didn't have that. So all I knew was the few people around me that were playing games, and, and none of them were using that character. So, hey, that's mine. You know, it, I cl I've claimed that character for myself. And, uh, and I just developed that strong bond uh, with female characters. So now, I mean, just like when, you, when a game comes out, like, for example, I, I, I don't know, um, Devil May Cry or something. And I know people are calling for Dante in Smash Bros. And they're like, he's yeah. awesome. He's cool. You know, he <laughs> looks great. But this is like, you know, this respect, I guess. They're, you know, right. And that's how I feel when I see, you know, female characters that come out. Like, she looks awesome. She looks like she can kick butt. She looks cool, you know. And it's just this, uh, yeah, it's just an affection towards, uh, towards those characters. So, but it all started back on the SNES. So, anyway, that's the story. I don't know if it was mind blowing like you thought it was going to be. Well, um, but I, I yeah, I mean it's like it makes perfect sense what you're what you're saying, and you know, seeing it from my point of view, I mean it's like, you know, you, you talk about me throwing the Big Brother card out there. I must have worked a lot of times because I don't remember using it all that much, but I do remember getting my way for, <laughs> in, in, yeah. a, in a lot of situations. Um, so. Well, right, because it was either that or getting punched. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do what so, you want. <laughs> what I'm learning is that during our childhood, I was nothing but a big bully. So, <laughs> And I have a lot um, to answer for. <laughs> and some things never change. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me wonder, it's like, my gosh, how did we end up be end up being such good friends? <laughs> Right. You know? No, it's it's like that uh Stockholm syndrome or something. <laughs> I really don't know. But anyway. But yeah, that that's very well, fascinating, yeah. Well, yeah, and like I said, I mean this was instrumental in me finding this unique identity. So and I don't I mean for anybody who has their identity, it's like you don't ever wake up and just look at your identity and think, I've got a crappy identity. It's like we we cherish our identities. It's who you are. And so I'm very proud and very, like I said, sentimental towards my roots and the kind of gamer I am now. I wouldn't change anything. So I don't have any ill, you know, will or any, um, it, to me, these are all fun memories. They're not like negative, you know, uh, one day I want to get James back while he's, you know, while he's sleeping, you know, it's, it's <laughs> nothing like that. It's like... Uh, this was, if you were going to get just, me back while I was sleeping, you would have done it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, um, though you might've yeah, almost, wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it. <laughs> well, remember when you used to sleepwalk and, oh yeah, and you almost yeah. peed on me? 
in your sleep. <laughs> Maybe that was right. your subconscious coming out at that moment. <laughs> yeah. All that pent up frustration. <laughs> but, yeah. but anyway, yeah. But um, other than that, um, what are some of the other memories you have from the SNES era? We didn't mention Final Fantasy. Um, okay, so right, so that was a really, really long bunny trail that we got on. But it was going back one. to the SNES <laughs> um, and how it kind of molded my gaming identity more than any other system. Um, I think if I were to make a list of my favorite games of all time, probably over half of of the top ten would be SNES titles. Um, so again, looking at my list, uh, some of the games I loved. I don't know if you remember Twenty Twenty Super Baseball. Yes. Um, Fatal Fury. Um, Final Fight, um, Harvest Moon, uh, Zelda: A Link to the Past, uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, yep. uh, Sim City, um, oh, yeah. the Spider-Man and Venom games, Super Mario Kart, uh, again Turtles, Turtles in Time. I was such a huge yep. Turtles fan yep. uh, in the early '90s, and then a, a slew of other games. But of course, if you've noticed, I'm leaving out a very significant couple very significant titles that are all from the same genre and not by coincidence um can you guess what genre that is uh, the rpg <laughs> role-playing game genre. <laughs> right so the jrpg so the jrpg was like i mean it was a revelation uh for for me and uh, as we just talked about it's like our personalities are so different yeah you always kind of favored the more action-oriented games the games that had you know required fast reflexes and they got your adrenaline pumping and and not just in games but in life in general i mean i've always kind of been more into more relaxed and kind of thoughtful forms of entertainment like reading books and i mean i know you like to read books but uh, even as a kid it's like oh yeah. man i was always reading books yeah uh doing puzzles uh, you know, things that didn't force you to make like quick decisions, uh, but they were more like thought provoking and story driven. And the JRPG was the perfect blend of interactive gaming, but it was still thoughtful and more relaxed and had good storytelling. You know, the stuff that I loved from the books, it was like a book that was just in playable form. Right. And uh, when I first discovered the JPG, JRPG, it just blew my mind uh, and showed me that there's like these whole genres that that uh, I'd never known about. Um, and they fit my personality and they fit my gaming needs to a T. And it was like this world that you never told me about. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the first game that I think I experienced in this kind of Japanese RPG style was uh, probably Secret of Mana. I think we rented that. Yes. Uh, which is more of an action RPG than the stereotypical, but yeah. it still kind of opened that door. And the gameplay was just so different from what we'd experienced up until that point. And it still had, you know, action, but it had like the leveling up and had equipment and the story that evolved as you pr progressed into the game. Uh, characters that actually talked to each other, you know, I mean, it was just, this is fascinating for me. Uh, but then uh, in 1995, uh, there was a certain game that released that really solidified the foundation for my my identity as a gamer and my love for JRPGs. Uh, can you guess what game that was? 1995. Is it a, is it Chrono Trigger? <clears throat> right, exactly. Okay. So Woo. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah I, I totally uh, you do knew know that. Me. Uh -huh. Yeah, I totally no. knew that. <laughs> no. uh. Just say you did. No. Okay. Um, well, I just did, didn't I? <laughs> so, right. 
so that game is, is i mean it's even now it's still it's in my somewhere in my top three of all time okay um it's it's the first game in my life that i ever pre-ordered i don't know if you you knew that but um because i knew you, you had gotten into this thing of, of you had all the video game magazines and you were pre-ordering ordering games and i uh, knew which games were coming out yeah. and um uh, so I wanted to, even though I was wanting to stray from you, but I did want to try pre-ordering a game. Well, <clears throat> I did it kind of on a whim again, you know, just like with Link's, uh, Link's Awakening. It was a whim um, because our brother-in-law had told me uh, that, you know, Chrono Trigger is going to be cool. And, mm. and he had pre-ordered it. Right. And so I was like, well, I don't even know what kind of game it is, but. He says it's going to be good, so I'll pre-order it <laughs> so right. I can say that I've done it. It was like $80 or something. I mean, it was a oh, lot yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the time. Yeah, and you adjust um, that but, for inflation. That's over $100 <laughs> today. Right. Oh, uh, I think I probably had to put it like on layaway. I don't, <laughs> I don't think oh, anybody man, still yeah. does that anymore. Oh, but, no, people do layaway all the time. Um, but, man. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's still um, a thing. Yeah. Um, well, um, anyway... Uh, our brother-in-law was uh, absolutely right, and um, <laughs> that game was incredible. And uh, I, I think I probably beat, beat that game, you know, like thirty times at least, because well, you, you know you've ending. got all its. <laughs> you have to get every ending, and I've beaten it in its various iterations and re-releases, like on on the 3DS or on um, uh, iOS or the PC. And I mean, they're all basically the same thing. It's just. Once it comes out, I'm, like, I'm going to do it again, you know. <laughs> uh, and it was it was my first real exposure to the classic JRPG that would end up really becoming my obsession, mm -hmm. uh, which lasts, you know, to this day. So I was uh, so blown away by that experience that, like, I just started looking for any JRPG that I could get my hands on. I don't yeah. know if you remember, um, I, where was that place? Um, JC Penney's or, C no, Sears. It was Sears. And... Um, they used to have like this bin uh, for uh, used games. Yes. Um, and uh, you're just digging around in there. Uh, and I would, I'd be like, is this a JRPG? Is this a, I wouldn't even use the word JRPG then. But, well, yeah, but I mean, same RPG. thing. It's like, is it, right. It was, is this an RPG? Is this an RPG? And you'd look at the back of the box and it's like, oh, it's an RPG. It's an RPG. <laughs> and um, uh, so I got, you know, got into the Breath of Fire series, um, Lufia. Well, Lufia was not a used game. I bought that no, new, no. but yeah. um, Super Mario RPG was a new one that I bought. Uh, but one of the games I found in that bin was Final Fantasy VI. Right. And, uh, or three in the U.S. Final Fantasy three at that time, yeah. Right, right. And uh, um, that was a game that I think in the Chrono Trigger box, there was like this very short catalog of Squaresoft games. And Final Fantasy VI was on that list, and it was, you know, talking about, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, groundbreaking uh, storytelling and all that, and, and it just really puffed it up. And so I, I'd heard the name before, um, and I was on this thing of getting the RPGs, so I immediately got that Final Fantasy VI game, and oh, uh, that just, that just did me in even more. I mean, <laughs> that's also in my top three of all time somewhere. Um, and so I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked on, on the RPG. Right. Uh, and of course in the future that would lead to playing games like Xenogears or uh, the mm -hmm. Lunar series right. or the Grandia, Seacode and, um, you know, all these JRPGs, right. uh, pretty much anything that you could think of or name. I've probably at least tried it. Yeah. Um, yeah, at that uh, time... but this, I mean, this, 
yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but at, at that time, my my taste in games, I was really all about the PC first person shooter. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, Quake Two, Half Life, uh, all those big games. At the time, it's like if uh, if things were different, I probably would have stayed on PC. But um, you know, PC was just getting further and further out of reach for for us. So right, right. That's when you know I, I went back to PlayStation, Nintendo sixty four, and things like that. But but yeah, I had forgotten that Chrono Trigger kind of coincided with the release of the PlayStation uh, in nineteen ninety five. Right, and so you know, yeah, that was you were playing Super Nintendo games, and I was already you know you know, looking into PlayStation stuff at that time. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And and at that time, we had two TVs. So you were playing PlayStation on one TV. Right. I was playing Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy and, and whatever on the SNES. Right. Um, which, uh, uh, and it's something that, that's also unique to me, at least amongst our friends, amongst our circle of, of acquaintances, that I'm way more of a like a retro gamer where I'm playing mm-hmm. like older stuff all the time, right. and I just love. I mean, you you can't show me anything on this planet that I I I adore uh, more graphics wise than the old pixel graphics. Right. I mean, I just if you really want to get me excited about a game, show me pixel graphics. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, who cares about all this new stuff coming out? You know, the the PlayStation Five and and it's. You, you've been talking on the show about ray tracing. I'm like, give me pixel graphics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Octopath, Octopath Traveler, you know, games like that okay. that are done in the HD but still pixel graphics. I mean, games like that. Right. That's what gets me excited. Right. Um, and and that might have been the start of it because you were playing the new stuff and I was still playing old backlog RPGs that I was just discovering. And so I was fine with not playing the newest stuff out. Um, but um, you know, jumping into that whole RPG thing just opened up this new world of um, uh, I, it got me into to trying different things like the action RPGs and strategy RPGs and right. more tactical games and and, uh, you know, Advance Wars and Shining Force on the Genesis. And and eventually it led to real probably my favorite series of all time now. And that's Fire Emblem. Hmm. Um, and um, uh so again, I mean, this all started with the SNES era. Um, I've got, I mean, I've, I've got two very large bookshelves in my room, uh, just filled with like games and stuff. Yeah, and like two thirds of it, right? I mean, two thirds of it probably is I'm um, just RPGs, I mean, JRPGs, action RPGs, strategy right. RPGs, Western RPGs. Um, you know, tactical games uh, is is the majority of it, <clears throat> and. Um, but you mentioned something about PC gaming. So while all this is going on with the consoles, uh, you know, we had bought that PC and dad started bringing home all those games from his buddies at work. Right. Uh, Duke Nukem and Commander Keen and Wolfenstein, which I never played. I was too afraid to play that game. Um, but um, and then, of course, the, the actually fairly decent educational games that were out. Uh, one game that you got though that just fascinated me was a Tie Fighter. Yes, um, and that game was just—I mean, I wasn't into that kind of game at all. But Tie Fighter was yes. different. I mean, it, it, it was just beautiful. Yeah. I can still play that game. I've got it on on Steam and and GOG, and um, still one of my favorite yeah. PC games. Tie Fighter was very interesting uh, because you know, yeah, you're 
playing Star Wars. You're you're fulfilling your fantasy of being a starfighter in that universe. But even though you were playing for the Empire, but it had a very deep story, you know, that actually expanded yeah. the universe quite a bit. Of course, none of it being canon anymore, but or was it even canon in the first <laughs> place? Who knows? But it gave us characters like Admiral Thrawn and uh, right mm-hmm. and all the different stuff, you know, like uh, the little underground things like the Emperor's Hand and all all those other little elements uh, that added to the Star Wars universe, which, you know, that was one of my big things was, oh, Star Wars. <laughs> but, um, right. But, you know, just to fulfill that fantasy, because everybody's like, oh, I want to be a Jedi. No, I wanted to be an X-Wing pilot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's like give me a right. lightsaber. No, give me an X-wing. <laughs> you know, it's like that's what I wanted. But you know, but but yeah, I mean, it's like, and we also had that shared interest in adventure games. You know, um, uh-huh. very, the 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 few things, the few genres that we actually you know cross paths in. You know, uh, we both love the ad- adventure games. Uh, we both loved you know the Star Wars stuff. You know, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, Dark Forces. Yeah. Yeah, Dark Forces. Um, Dark Forces yeah, too. And, <laughs> and you know, you made a comment just a moment ago that like you you felt like you weren't able to keep up on the PC anymore because of the hardware and all that. Right, right. Of course we were just little kids. Um, yeah, we weren't making money on our I, own. And... <clears throat> right. And so and when you made that comment about not being able to keep up, um I, I just kinda wanted to say, well, Maybe you weren't able to keep up with it, um, but uh, that's because you you always wanted to play the games that were really graphics heavy. Yeah, and very very did, hard. You know the, to run games, right? And you know that PC episode that you released again. It was one of those episodes where I was like, "You should have called me." No, um, because uh, I mean, there's not every gamer is the same, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And and for your specific needs, it's like, yeah, having the best system and having the best uh, hardware is is vital to what you're wanting to do. Yeah, for but for a I retro gamer, right, a retro gamer, RPG gamer like me, uh, and I've got a pretty good system, but at least, I mean, it was, it has been for the past, uh, what, uh, has been until this new generation of, of, of stuff comes out, but right. um, then it, it will take a big, big drop but uh, it's a pretty good system but most of the games i play on it um don't even require half of what i have and so you know depending on what genre you're playing um there's not as much that need to to update your hardware yeah uh, as much and i mean i i actually have updated my hardware probably every single thing in it except for maybe the motherboard but um but anyway um so I don't know if you remember, but when the PS1 released, you were subscribing to – you started subscribing to a new gamer magazine. Uh, I don't remember what it, yeah, what it was. Yeah, I had two subscriptions. I had one that was <laughs> right. uh, Ultra Game Players, and then it turns in, turned into the official PlayStation magazine, like a PSM uh, or yeah. something like that. So, <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. And so you had these two subscriptions. Well, I had a subscription to Nintendo Power at the time. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to be bested by you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to have a second subscription as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, what was there? Uh, and, uh, you know, you had the two primary 
PlayStation magazines. Uh, I had Nintendo Power, which was the only Nintendo one. So what else is there to subscribe to? There's no point in us subscribing to the same magazine. Right. And then you suggested <laughs> to me, well, what about PC Gamer? And I'm yeah. like, what's that? <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had developed just enough interest in PC games. I didn't know anywhere near as much as you did at that time. But um, I developed enough interest, you know, just playing uh, TIE Fighter with you um, that I was like, oh, well, okay, you know, why not? And, um, you know, PC Gamer used to send out these little discs with demos on them and uh, every month. And, and in 1997, they sent out the, the, a demo for a game called Curse of Monkey Island. And, um, you know, I mean, we'd had some experience with adventure games like uh, Hugo 3, Jungle of Doom, or right. um, this obscure shareware game that apparently doesn't exist called Fine Felix. I don't know if you remember that yes, game. Yes, I remember Fine um, Felix. You know, you type in the commands. Apparently it doesn't exist because you can search really? on Google and like nothing comes up. Huh. Except there's one like there's one thread that comes up of people who are like us that swear they played it, but they can't find any information of it on the internet. Wow. Oh, so <laughs> mm, conspiracy. Oh, like this, uh, yeah. Well, maybe it's that Mandela effect where you know, or maybe they really really want something. us, or maybe they really really want us to find Felix. <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know we never did we never did you know but those were those games that like you had to type in what you wanted to do like pick up you know whatever or open door yeah, um, it was an old text and, adventure uh, right you know um so and you know they didn't have that much of a narrative i mean you had puzzles to solve and things but not not really that much of a story the Curse of Monkey Island was like my first experience with the real like story-driven point-and-click adventure. Yeah, those classic um, point-and-clickers. Right, right. And I mean, I think I pre-ordered that game immediately after playing it, uh, after trying it uh, on the demo. Um, I mean, it was just so beautiful. The, the hand-drawn art and the super fun puzzles. And I mean, most of all, it was just hilarious game yes Mur i am murray, murray. yeah the evil <laughs> demonic, evil demonic skull, skull. <laughs> right and um you know the cool thing was is, is if you bought monkey island or curse of monkey island then there was like this offer inside the box where you could buy monkey island one and two on a special collection cd mm -hmm. for like twenty dollars right and uh so naturally i got that and uh, and then I mean my whole new obsession with PC gaming got started, um, and so just like with with RPGs on consoles, I started scrounging around for any adventure game I could get, especially once I got into university. But um, you know, uh, Full Throttle and uh, Sam and Max and the Indiana Jones games and Grim Fandango and Broken Sword. Um, you know, there's a little known game called Inherit the Earth. You know, all of these uh, point and clickers, and I just played all of them. I mean, it was just uh, this new obsession, and it started me on this whole new journey. Uh, just like with with RPGs, where I del as I delved deeper into these games, I discovered like new genres uh, that were just on PC. Like um, at the time, you know, real time strategy games, um, Warcraft Two and, and Age of Empires Two, and um, the CRPGs um, and dungeon crawlers like Diablo 2 or um, Baldur's Gate or Planescape uh, Torment or uh, Neverwinter Nights. Um, and, you know, one thing that was cool for me during that time was, you know, yeah, we have a shared interest in adventure games, um, but I think I was actually able to introduce you 
to some of the games like Monkey Island because yeah. you didn't have those games. You knew about them. No, it was because but, of you that um, I right. It's because I bought the games. Right, and and even like Age of Empires two or Warcraft two. I know you you got into Warcraft three before I did, but Warcraft two was a game that I had found out about uh, probably through PC game. I don't right. know, and um and had bought, and then you tried it, right. and you were like, it is pretty cool, and um you know so. It was at that time where I just kind of had this coming into my own moment where I was like, I'm not just I'm not just a little brother. I'm I'm contributing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can I can tell you about these games that I'm finding and, and introduce you to things that, you you know, you of course you knew about, but yeah. you never played before. And so it was I just felt so proud of myself in that moment. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, even to this day. So I still spend most of my time playing these games and um you know as i mentioned i'm a lot more of a retro gamer i often don't play games unless they've been out you know five or ten years (laughs) it's not aged enough (laughs) oh yeah it's like wine you've got to let it sit on the shelf for a little while before you can play it yes it needs to prove Um, it's vintage (laughs) right right yeah um you know, I think, I mean, just looking at the list of games that I just finished uh, the past month, I, I did a replay of Curse of Monkey Island, uh, or the Curse of Monkey Island. Uh, I did a replay of uh, Fire Emblem Monsho no Nazo, which is the first Fire Emblem game for the uh, Super Famicom. Mm. Uh, and I'm currently playing uh, Final Fantasy IV on the PSP. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, so that and, and, of course, Animal Crossing on the Switch. But uh, so... Uh, so that just gives you a little bit of an idea of what kind of gamer I am. Um, but that's me. I mean, it's like we are so so much polar opposites, you know, in right, our in right. our um, interests and 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 really, I mean, I think a lot of the gamers that you've had on the show so far um, have been a little bit more leaning towards you. Uh, and I think that's just mainstream gamer. But uh, for me, I'm I'm more of the Nintendo and PC guy. Uh, retro gamer, portable gamer, the RPG strategy adventure yeah. enthusiast, and uh, and the guy who uses girls in video games. So <laughs> uh, now, now I will say that you know it's like from my perspective, watching you play games and watching you gain your own interest in RPGs and things like that. I've always been of the attitude of, well, that's John's type of game, and, or stuff like that. And I remember when you started doing RPGs, I remember looking at those RPGs, trying them a few times and going, hey, yeah, I, ju- I just don't have the patience for this. Or like JRPs and RPGs specifically, I was like, I didn't think they were lame or anything. I just felt like I don't like this. I don't like turn-based combat. Um, I don't like, you know, sitting there and letting things take their turn to hit me. I'm just like, I I was more like, I needed that instant gratification to where it's like, okay, I'm going to move out of the way here because that's okay. Hey man, I'm sorry. I I just missed a whole ton of that because apparently I lost my connection. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, where, where, where did you, the internet these days. So you were just saying, um, that like your memories of watching me play, uh, RPGs uh, and thinking that those were games that I would want to play. And then, then you said you like when, but you when you would try those games, and then I lost you. Yeah, when I would try those games, I would get frustrated with them because I hated the turn-based combat. You know, I, <laughs> I just didn't like the fact that I had to stand there, let the enemy have a turn, and hit me. You know. Yeah. So when I was 
playing something like Mario RPG, though, the very first one, I like that one because it allowed me to be more active during um, the enemy's the enemy's attack phase because I could press a button yeah. to defend. And so that made me a more active participant because I wanted that instant feedback. You know, I wanted to move out of the way or dodge because that's what a sane person would do, <laughs> right? Right. So, you know, but, you know, so when Mario RPG came out and that kind of combat system came out, I was like, okay, I, I could get into that. But I remember watching you play something like a Final Fantasy VII or any of the RPGs that you would play, like Xenogears, and I would be engrossed in the story, but you would always read faster than me, so you would always click click back, uh, past the text uh, boxes. So I was like, ah, slow down. <laughs> I didn't get all that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you go, yeah. it's like, well, keep up or play it yourself. <laughs> I was like, but I don't want to play these games. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And the tables have turned. So, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember you... You know, trying games like Final Fantasy VII or whatever, because we had got that. Like, uh, one of our friends, I think, gave gave us that. As, no, I guess it was our aunt that gave us that as a present. Um, yeah, I really can't remember. And um, yeah, I think I think it was. Um, yeah, I think it was our aunt that gave us that as a, a Christmas present one year. Um, and um, I remember you trying it. And just shouting, <laughs> shouting at the game that like uh, you were like, "This isn't the Revolutionary War. Why are you just standing there getting hit?" Um, and and you used to just complain about it all the time. It's like we're just like the, the you know the the um, you know like the you know how the armies would just line up and face one another and take turns shooting at each right. other it's like you idiots <laughs> <laughs> well it's like when oh. i look at a game you know final fantasy 7 when it came out and it's like how could a game that look this good and this awesome be so boring to play <laughs> <laughs> It's like if they would just let right. me move around and just use that giant sword, then this game would be a million times better. But you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, then you should go and play the remake. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> it's a lot more action, but um, yeah, definitely. And that again, I mean, that just goes to show how different our interests are in gaming. That I mean, for me, that was having time to stop and think about what attack I wanted to use or what magic um, and not have to worry about having to dodge the attack uh, was um, I mean it was it was just for me it, it just suited me so much better you know and even games initially now these days I don't really care so much but uh, games like Chrono Trigger where you could choose between the active battle system or a wait system where the enemy would wait for you to make your decision before they start attacking and I would always choose wait in the beginning because I wanted to have time to think and not feel pressured to make a decision. Right. Um, so, and I mean, that's just completely opposite. You wanted to have that adrenaline pumping fast paced experience. Um, so, um, so, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, it's like our roots, it, it really, you know, it works out just fine for both of us. You know, we, we ended up taking different paths right. that led to the gaming styles that really fit us the best. And I don't think either one of us could say, you know, um, 
the other is any less of a gamer. It's like both of us are probably just as hardcore a gamer as anybody you'd meet. Well, yeah. Um, but we're on totally different sides of the spectrum, you know, and that's cool. I mean, that's uh, uh, that's interesting uh, for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like that, we, so. we we kind of met, was, we came, we both came to a fork in the road, and we both took two different paths, and you know, we ended up where we are, and we we both have a much greater appreciation for each other's tastes and games um, to where we're even, you know, talking about, Oh, you should try this game or, or you should try that game, you know, and we're making suggestions and sometimes we make pretty interesting discoveries. Right. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, it's yeah, like God been, of war. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. The, the newest God of war. I would have never played that game. No. Um, and, and then you had recommended it and I ended up really enjoying that. So, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have um, had a PlayStation four unless you, unless I gave you my old one too. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, the, the God of war recently. And then the, uh, you know, the Jedi fallen order I gave you. Um, yeah. I mean, all those, I mean, all, all those things that we, you know, we just trade back and forth, like the Zelda stuff. It's like, I didn't get into Zelda until after Ocarina of time, you know? Uh-huh. And so, you know, right. you being there to like go, Oh yeah, the Zelda games are great. And you being able to, <laughs> to help me whenever I get stuck. Um, we ended up, you know, really loving, loving those games now. Uh, both old and yeah. new, so I mean it's very it's it, it's to our benefit that we're so different, you know, because we do right, have two right. sides of the coin, and to discover things that the other might not have, you know, might not have gotten into. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I think for both of us, like we've got so much. I mean, not not like bragging, because obviously you can go on the internet and find it you know, any number of persons that probably knows more, but, um, but I mean, but for the average person, it's like, we've got so much, just this wealth of gaming experience and knowledge, partly because like, like you just said, I mean, we have shared those experiences with one another. So, you know, this whole side of gaming that you never would have gotten interested in, or that I never would have gotten interested in, but we know about those games and we've seen those games in action and we've seen other people play those games you know, or each other. And, uh, and so that's just added to like this, you know, our, our internal gaming encyclopedias or whatever. And, um, and our appreciation, uh, for the different genres out there. Right. Um, so, um, uh, so yeah, you know, I wouldn't change anything. Um, you know, uh, even getting punched in the face is eventually we started playing fighting games. And so we started punching each other that way. <laughs> so <laughs> Right. So yeah, that kind of came, that kind of came full circle back. So, you know, I got back into playing fighting games again and actually getting fairly decent at, yes. at a lot of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, soul Calibur is still one of my favorite series of all time. Um, I even won a, a local tournament here in Japan right. on Soul Calibur three. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a game that I, um, I have yet to find a person, at least in our sphere, uh, that is better than me, but, right. uh, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. yeah, it, it's very, it, it is very interesting just how, you know, how different we are and just how much we were able to actually, you know, bond 
the, the way that we did. Because a lot of people who are uh-huh. like us, they end up kind of just separating and not really talking all that much, or, you know, they just don't interact. But it's like, I guess we we're kind of forced to, since we we're both homeschooled, <laughs> you know, we didn't develop two separate friend groups who always shared the same friends. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it is kind of fascinating and, and very much a blessing that we, that we are as close as we are, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think I, and I think part of that can be accredited to the fact that we did get on separate paths. Um, because then we didn't have as much conflict, you know, because I mean, I was free to do my stuff. You were free to do yours and we didn't cross paths too much. We, we, we kind of respected one another, um, you know, from a distance, but it's not like we wanted to play the exact same game and then had to fight over game time or, uh, you know, we're competing against one another in that specific game. It's like, we were able to just have this kind of, uh, respectful relationship, appreciation for one another on our separate paths and and that really facilitated you know a, a more uh, uh you know um i'm gonna say uh uh i don't know what i don't know what to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a positive relationship between the two of us you know yeah uh there was there wasn't that competition there wasn't that um uh, conflict um yeah. so I think that did a lot, you know, mm-hmm. for for our relationship. But yeah, I always uh, remembered you being a big collector too. I mean, you were always looking oh, at yeah. like always looking for collectors editions or this or that. Or and I remember it's like anytime you pre-ordered something, you would always ask, "Is like make sure there's no marks on the boxes or anything like that?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you always had a guy somewhere who was always like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're looking for. I'll take care of you." <laughs> yeah, we had that guy at, at the. Um, Electronics Boutique. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that guy I, was awesome. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was always, he'd go back and, and check, and he'd be like, I got the one you're looking for. This one's pristine, man. No scuffs. I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah. And uh, he'd give us, like, free, like, pre-order bonuses that for games we didn't even pre-order. Right. Uh, he'd be like, I've got some left over in stock, man. I'll give you some. You yeah, know? That, guy was, that, um, that, guy, that guy was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's an executive somewhere, somewhere you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope he's rolling in dough. But, um, yeah. Yeah, he might be if he got into that whole GameStop stock market stuff. But <laughs> True. But, uh, yeah. you, you know, but that that's a whole other thing. But, but yeah, but out of the SNES era and into the kind of the touching lightly on the PlayStation and beyond, I mean, you, I mean, I remember doing a lot of playing a lot of games with you on that, and uh-huh. right. And in that era, now that I think about it, it's like you did, you know, you played a lot of RPGs, and that was your thing, and yeah, and you would like, you know, watch as I would play something like Metal Gear Solid, or or some other action game. And then I remember trying to dabble yeah. a little bit more into the RPG during that period in time and, you know, trying to understand it a little bit better. But, but yeah, I mean, it's like that, that at that time, um, so many yeah. things were changing. <laughs> well, the PlayStation era was, um, I, you know, I was never into the PlayStation the way that you were, um, yeah. especially in its early stages. But there was some excellent RPGs, yeah. uh, you know, as I mentioned, Final Fantasy VII and Xenogears. Um, that uh, again, Xenogears is probably 
it probably is the third in my top three. So mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, and, and Xenogears are probably you know the three that float around somewhere in the top three for me. Um, so I loved the experience I had on the PlayStation, um, but it, there just weren't as many games that I was interested in as as there were for you. Uh, and I was totally fine to watch you uh, play those games. And again, like I said, I mean, it just added to my... Uh, internal encyclopedia about the games that were out there. So even though I never actually played uh, Metal Gear during that era, um, I knew the story and I knew the gameplay because I'd watched you. Now, many, many years later, you know, I really expanded. And now, I, I mean, I'll play anything, you right, know. Right. So I've played the Metal Gear games and I've played all the first-person shooters, you know, the, the, the big ones. And uh, I'll play anything. Right. Um, but uh, But at the time... You know, I had just kind of developed my identity as I'm the RPG guy, you know, and and uh, and I'm fine to watch anything else uh, that you were doing. But that was my involvement with the PlayStation one. Um, it probably was about the PlayStation, maybe towards the end of the PlayStation two and then the early PlayStation three, where I actually did kind of separate from playing Nintendo consoles to playing more Sony consoles. Right. Um and so that was like my my you know university right out of university period, right. um, where I was more of a Sony guy at that time, except except for portable because I was still on like Game Boy Advance and um, um, the DS, uh, but I also had a PSP which I played to death. Uh, so I loved both of them. So I was really kind of double dipping, but right. Um, but yeah, that was that era where I was more into Sony, um, and it wasn't until the release of maybe the Wii that I started to, to kind of lean a little bit back towards um, uh, Nintendo stuff. Uh, not that it matters, you know, because, I mean, both of them are, are excellent. But, um, but one, one reason why I leaned towards Nintendo going into the Wii was because of the virtual console games. And you could play all these old games that I had grown up loving, uh, wanting to play again. You know, as I mentioned, I'm the retro gamer. Um, or old games from that era that I never got to try. Um, so, uh, uh, so that's what kind of brought me back to the Nintendo side. But, uh, but between the Wii and the PlayStation, early PlayStation 2 era, uh, was when I got more into Sony stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, that was a fun era, too, because, you know, you had a lot of Final Fantasy games coming out on, on PlayStation. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy X was a great game. Well, at the time, it was the um, only place to play Final Fantasy games was on PlayStation. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> so every yeah every Final Fantasy game between uh, Senate and um uh, uh well of course all of them now are multi platform but um, until Final Fantasy thirteen fifteen no because um, like I, I get confused because so many of them are multi platform now that they've been re released but at right. the time I guess up even up until fifteen. Um, where they came out first, or or primarily at least on Sony console. Yeah. Um. So now I got kind of I strayed away from Final Fantasy once we got past twelve. I mean, I was thirteen was uh, I never got into eleven or fourteen because they're the online. I never got interested in that. But right. twelve was the last one that I really got into. Um, and then everything after that's kind of you know I just lost interest because the game changed so much. Yeah. Um. So I just didn't really like the way it changed. Like Final Fire Emblem changed over the years it really evolved and now it's got like you know the, uh you know like you're almost like a dating sim and, yeah. and that sort of thing but uh, i was fine with the changes that came to fire emblem for the most part but the changes that came to final fantasy it was just like it's just not final 
a fantasy anymore. Um, so, um, uh, ten was ten, and, and maybe ten two were the last Final Fantasy games that I really, really, really liked. Mm. And then after that, it's just kind of meh, you know. So, right. um, but yeah, so but but about that era would have been more, you know, the Sony leaning. Yeah, um, yeah, and you mentioned the so, Wii there. I mean, that virtual console thing that uh, Nintendo was doing when the Wii came out <laughs> with the whole online shop and how all these developers were releasing all these retro games. I mean, really. I mean, it's like that yeah. kind of started a whole retro gaming revolution <laughs> with the with the right. virtual console. You know, I mean, never before has so yeah, many yeah, old... which I'd already been doing on PC, but yeah, yeah, never before has there been so many older games just available to the general public. You know, right? Exactly, and um, and that was, I mean, for me, it's like. Like I said, pixel graphics, yeah. You know, um, it, it was just it, it was a it was like a treasure trove that was suddenly being released, you know, and and opened before my eyes um, to go back and play these games. And like I said, I'd been playing retro games on the PC because you you know you've never had a problem being able to play older games on the PC, um, but uh, to be able to play some of the console games from from previous eras. Uh, that was just, yeah, that was a revolution. And that's one reason why I got a ton of playtime out of my 3DS as well, uh, was because it also had um, a lot of um, uh, virtual console games or uh, remakes of older games like Chrono Trigger right. or the Dragon Quest series or whatever, you know. And, and it just uh, it had a lot of games that were, you know, felt like from an older generation. And I know that, you know, in your Portable episode, your Portable Gaming episode that, that both you and Tyler mentioned – you know, that these games didn't, they were touted as being like, you know, console games, but in the palm of your hands. Um, and it, it never was that. Um, but in my, for, for my gaming interests and needs, it's like, it didn't need to be like that. You know, it was more of the retro styled games, the more the games that felt like they were from the SNES era that I was drawn to. So it fit perfectly for me uh, the psp was the same because it had a ton of re-releases and remakes for older games or you know i mean just games that were released as is it had its own i guess it was called the archives the playstation archives mm. um where it had a lot of uh, old playstation one uh games that were re-released yeah. that you could buy on the store uh and that's when i actually played metal gear solid for the first time right. was on a um, psp really um huh. on uh yeah um so uh, I played a lot of games from that era, yeah, uh, on either the PSP or the PlayStation 3 with the uh, game archives. Huh, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I know there's some people out there that are like, oh, that's not really that big of a deal. But for me, it was. I mean, it was one of the biggest draws for me to play on a Sony system was to be able to play the older games. Um, so Now, one of the, my favorite series on the PlayStation which has nothing to do with RPGs was um, the uh, Dynasty Warriors series. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember that. That was a game that you absolutely loved. But you, you really dug in not only to that game but into the actual um, history uh, of that setting that where that game was actually that period in history that set that the game was set in. Oh yeah, yeah. I you know I read uh, probably a couple times the um, the original book. Right. 
you know, Three Kingdoms. Right. That, that game was uh, based off of, and and finding out the different characters, and and you know, there were so many generals in the game that like they didn't have a unique face or anything. They were just like you know, cookie cutter. Right. Uh, they just had a name. Uh, you know, like your your sub generals or whatever. And so I, in the books, you would find out what their stories were, and you found out there's all these new characters, different characters that in the game they're just cookie cutter, same face, just a different name. Um, you know lower level generals but in the books they're actually pretty cool people um or pretty terrible people or whatever they had you know very unique stories and that was just fascinating to to research uh and and to learn about so uh so yeah i really got into those games um uh, those were what some of my favorites from from the the sony era that i was in yeah i remember playing those games Um, with you a lot yeah, I also remember, you know, when when you play those games and each new iteration came out and whenever uh, one was being announced for a new console, it always was I was uh, I always was of the mindset, how many people can they get on the screen now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah. it's like and it makes me wonder, it's like, man, if they may bring out a new uh Dynasty Warriors for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X or PC or something like that. How how big are these battlefields are going to be and how many people are going to be on them? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know about the next gen, like, for example, PlayStation 5 or, or you know, some of the more high-powered, you know, the the, the highest-end PCs out there. Uh, but, I mean, even just the Switch, uh, the Breath of the, the Wild um, or the, uh, the new, I don't, remember, I don't remember what it's called in English, um, um, Hyrule Warriors, is that what it's called? Uh, um, yes. It's kind of like your prequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's you know it's done in the warriors kind of a uh, um, genre, uh, and that game I mean you can have a ton of enemies on the screen and that's on the Switch, right. which is not anywhere near you know the the hardware capabilities of, of like the PlayStation Five. So if you look on the Switch and you see what they can do on that with that game, uh, I don't even want to think about what they do on. <laughs> yeah, it, may, it might be too much. <laughs> uh, well, right, you know, and there was this jump because like when you're playing on the original PlayStation Two. Like Dynasty Warriors two or three, um, you know it's hard to get to one thousand kills in a single uh, in a single stage because there's only so many enemies that can fit on the screen. Right. But once you got into the PlayStation four, um, I mean it's it, you get to a thousand kills in no time yeah, <laughs> because there's just true. so many you, you just mow through them. You know so um, yeah that that's uh, um, of course I'm, I haven't really been playing those games recently, but during my, uh, like I said, my Sony era, uh, those were were some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Okay, so basically, we've gone over you know the vast majority of your um, gaming history and your roots. We got a good idea of you know just how. You know, we how, how you basically <laughs> uh, how our paths kind of went in different directions and stuff like that. But I guess, I guess when we came when we came when we come to the PlayStation Two era and the PlayStation Three era and beyond, you were already kind of going uh, going off into Japan, you know, and, and doing yeah. all that stuff. And so I guess you could it's safe to say that you know, sort of. Uh, your way of keeping up with the uh, latest consoles and different things like that. That's, that's where things kind of started teetering off for you. Um, 
Well, it didn't have anything to do with coming to Japan um, as far as keeping up with the newest stuff. Yeah, but the uh, timing it was, um, is more probably. No, 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 no. Um, that wouldn't be the timing at all. Okay. Um, the uh, the timing for me to to stop keeping up with newer things would have been uh, probably after having a second ch- second child. Okay. Um, and then it just really started to taper off. You know, then of course I had the third and then the fourth, and um, um, it just wasn't as much of a, a priority. Partly because I didn't have the time. Um, or I didn't want to prioritize the financial investment towards the newer things that were coming out. Right. Um, so, I mean, like, like PlayStation 3, I bought that. I bought a PlayStation 3 fairly early in its lifespan. Um, and, um, uh, you know, so I was still really into that. And that was, you know, several years after I came to Japan. I mean, I've been in Japan now for 16 years. So, um, man, has it been that but, long? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, it's getting close to half my life. So, yeah. um, but in the 3ds, I was an early adopter. You know, I was part of that ambassador program. Yeah, just like you. Yeah. Um, the DS we bought, we bought a D even before that we bought a DS. Um, actually, you know, m- uh, my wife bought me a DS uh, just a couple of weeks, I think after it released. Um, mm. so, you know, so I was, I've been pretty up to date even after coming to Japan. Um, you know, and it's easy to do that here because, you know, for example, like on the Nintendo and Sony side of it, so much, so much of it comes from Japan. So right. um, you just walk into an electronics store and boom, you know, you've got uh, everything you, you want to know. Uh, there's uh, some gaming magazines that I always checked out over here. Um, you know, so I was up to date. It's just, you know, once you had the two, three kids yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just the shift in priorities. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, and like I said, I mean, it's um, partly... Uh, I'm just so much more drawn towards more retro gaming than the modern stuff. And just seeing the way that gaming has evolved over the years has evolved in a, in a direction that, um, you know, I think for players like you is, is really exciting. But for me, it's like, it's even more of a departure from the gaming that I enjoy. And so I, I, I just naturally lost as much interest I mean, just like Final Fantasy, it's like, why follow that series anymore when it's changed so much? Right. Um, all the games that I loved are changing in ways that I didn't like. Right. Um, so, so there was just kind of this natural disconnect that happened about the time that the PlayStation 4 released. Okay. Um, and so it was about the release of the PlayStation 4 that I was just like, eh, I don't have to have it, you know. Uh, and then, you know, thankfully, you gave me one, so I've been able to enjoy it and, and play several games that are really good on it. Um, but... I mean, it was it was the first system that I was like, if I get it, great. If I don't, I don't care, you know. And up until that, I, you know, I, I had really been interested in all the new stuff. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, about the release of the PlayStation 4 was when things started to, to change uh, as far as, you know, staying on the cutting edge um, of gaming. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I do remember after you left for Japan, I remember... Uh, you know, staying connected was a little bit harder, but, you know, because of our different tastes in games, you know, talking about the different games we were playing and, and things was uh, a little harder to connect with, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Japan, you know, it's like, I remember when we visited seeing all just the resources available at your fingertips for retro gaming. I mean, it's like that play, that, that place is perfect for you. 
you know? Right. So. Well, and I think there's a lot of gamers over here that are retro gamers, especially people in our age group that uh, uh, they're just like me that, that once they get married and have kids and get a job, uh, their their priorities priorities change so much that they're just more interested in in retro gaming and, right. and uh, reliving those same experiences and that's how most of the people around me and most of the you know like the other dads uh, you know that I'm have friendship with uh, that um, you know they're the same way I mean they might eventually get like the PlayStation Five and they might want to but it is nowhere near a priority for them they'd right. rather just play like dragon quest you know right. <laughs> uh dragon quest on their uh, you know one of the older dragon quests on their iphone you know right. and they're perfectly satisfied with that right. um so um yeah even even for me um not, even for me you know even though i don't have a wife or kid kids or anything uh-huh. like that I, I mean i even find myself kind of almost looking back at some older games that I used to play and sometimes even looking at modern games and going, Hmm, that's too much of a time sink. I don't really think I want to dive into that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless I can like chop it up and bite size things or and stuff, but you know, I used to be one of those guys that's like, no, I finished the games I play, but now I'm more like, if it's a lot more longer winded game, if I start losing interest, I might not muscle through. <laughs> to the end sure like I used mm-hmm. to, yeah you know, because of just yeah. the next thing coming out or whatever you know so it's like i almost kind of like it when a game comes out and it's a single player experience with a shorter single player campaign you know or right something mm-hmm. that i can just pick up and just middle about i mean I, th- I guess that's one reason why i still play destiny 2 is because it's not so much of an investment you just get in you go through your list of things and you're out within you know, an hour or two, you know? Right. And it doesn't demand that you stick with it. Um, and you miss out on a ton of stuff if you don't, you know, unless you right. leave, leave a living world game like that for like a month or something like that, then you are missing out on something and you have all this catching up to do and it feels awful. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's just as you get older, um, you, you change as your life changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, I think that's just a natural flow. And I think a lot of the guests you've had on the show already have, have said similar things that, you yeah. know, Tyler, it's just yeah. part of right. The way that life evolves. And, um, especially here in Japan, I mean, people work such long hours that you, once you enter that adult world you're just not allowed to be as involved as as maybe you would like to be yeah um and and that's fine you know there's things that are more important in life than video games um so uh there's nothing wrong with that but it is just a natural shift um and um yeah for me i mean it was like i said about maybe the playstation 4 release where that shift really started to hit uh with me um so so one, one last thing so, do you do you see yourself continuing to be involved in games in some form or another uh, going forward? As you oh look, yeah, of look course. into the far flung future. <laughs> uh, definitely, and as my kids are getting older and able to do more things on their own, uh, or to be able to enjoy games together with them, um, you know, it's really freed up. Uh, you know, freed me up to be able to invest myself more into games that. Um, 
you know, I'm not having to uh, uh, take care of all of their, you know, little needs. Uh, so that gives me more time to focus on what I want to do. Right. Uh, and, and as I said, you know, some games I can enjoy together with them. Um, so, uh, you know, now that they're old enough to understand and actually, you know, get fairly decent at certain games like Smash Bros or Mario Kart or whatever. And um, so I think um, I, I would say I've spent I've spent more time in gaming in the past year, um, way more uh, hours gaming than I, I was able to spend, you know, the two years ago or the three years ago. So it's right. starting to kind of come back, cycle back to where... <laughs> So we had a little bit of a technical difficulty and you were talking about uh before uh, before things got dropped uh, you were talking about uh how you were going to continue you know uh with uh with the gaming hobby uh, as you go on. Yeah, um sure definitely and uh, as my kids are getting more into it as well. I mean there's no reason uh for me to to get out of it especially with the impact it's had on my life and you know the um, you know, how integral it has been as a hobby, as a, you know, way of, of exploring, you know, uh, the world and, and finding different experiences. And, and, um, uh, you know, so, um, I mean, just like a person who, who reads books, it's like, you know, I don't think we'd ever ask a person, is there ever going to be a day where you stop reading books? It's like, <laughs> it's like no, you just, you just read books, you know? Um, uh, people who play golf. I mean, it's, it's just a, a lifelong hobby, I believe. Mm. And it, the way that you interact with it will change. It will evolve, but it'll always be there. So, yeah. 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 For myself, I, I, I definitely think I'll be keeping up with it. Even if I'm not playing, I think it's something I'm definitely going to continue to watch and to see how it evolves as time goes on. Mm -hmm. um, there might come a time where, you know, the type of games and uh, the way you interact with games change changes so much where I'm like, well, I'm out. It's still interesting, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think I'm all into this, you know, chipping my brain thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, in closing, is there anything else you would like to add or anything you, you feel like you need need uh, need to talk about? Anything you need to get um, off your chest? <laughs> well, there was this time when you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's air some more of that dirty laundry now. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's make this nasty. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, um, I really enjoyed talking. Like I said to you the other day, uh, you know, these are things that we never really think about, like our gaming rights, right. you know, uh, in general and, and listening to some of the guests you've had and, and your own personal experiences really just kind of stoked this fire in me to, to, to think about, uh, how, what games have meant to me and the way my relationship with gaming has evolved over the years. And it's just been really this, this personal discovery adventure that's been, uh, very, uh, uh, fulfilling. Uh, so I've enjoyed it. Uh, so thank you very much for having me on the show. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for coming on to it. I mean, it's like I, this has been just as enlightening and very very, um, very fun for me to hear your side of things because it it is one of those one of those things where it's like, you know what? I don't it's like we've never really talked about 
each other's side of the story. I mean, you heard a little bit of it from listening to past episodes. But yeah, I mean, it's just the things that you don't really think about. You know, it's like, wow, we've never really talked about this. <laughs> and so it, right, yeah. it, it, it's and it's like so much of it makes sense. So much of it, you know, it's like is very revealing um, about, you know, how me personally, how I, I'm, I'm perceived <laughs> when I when I was younger and things like that. And thinking it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> I was I was a little punk kid. <laughs> I was kind of a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, but, um, you know, I don't even want to know how people perceived me. as. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, they didn't, there wasn't much to perceive other than the fact that I don't think he's going to talk to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think, I think yeah, a lot of people th- thought I was mute or something, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it, it was kind of a, an, an interesting period because there's so many times where, you know, we'd be in a place and they'd be trying to talk to you. And I would just answer for you, <laughs> no, knowing what, right, you, what yeah. the answer would be for you. So, yeah, and I, I remember when you started to sing and things like that and how that changed everything for you. Um, it set you on a on the path, on, on a, such a different path, you know. But that that that's something else to talk that's something else for a different kind of podcast to talk about but <laughs> before we get that doesn't too, have anything to do with games right? yeah no it's like well, this isn't a podcast about touchy feely things let's stop with that but <laughs> but i guess with all that said thank you for joining us here on the hello gaming podcast once again, we are sorry for the delay in uh, the first episode of the year. Uh, if you are listening to this, thanks for listening. And thank you, John, for coming on and making this very, very interesting, very revealing podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hopefully, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again and talk about some other different things and stuff like that. And um, until next time, this is the LO Gaming Podcast. My name is James, and thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll uh, tune in next time. See you later. Bye. You don't know me, brother. Uh, I I thought you knew me. I'm so sorry.